Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tommy and what's it, Hector podcast with Larita Blewett. Wow. And you're all just settling yeah. yourselves in there now. You oh. pull the door. So we have our, uh, nice and warm. our weekly dilemma of the name. No, we've our weekly um, test over, first of all. Test over. Oh, yeah, we've got the Covasol yeah, jam. Yeah, Covasol. Um, we're, we're all clear. We're all clear. So that's one thing out of the way. I got some good name suggestions this week. Now, only we Unlike you ones. now, Tommy, I won't say that I came up with this all by my own self. And you, you, Louise did a bit of bacon, didn't you, Rita? They, yes. She's a, great, she's a topper. I am topper. getting better they, and better with they, my bacon. You sure are. They, they started off as scones and then you started to <laughs> realise you had to improvise. <laughs> They look a half between a, a sort of a scone and a mince pie. Yeah. A hybrid. They're a hybrid. I had an issue with them last night. I put them into the oven and scones don't normally take long, but I forgot no. to take them out. Of course. It's it's the to- it's so the- they got a little bit burned. Do you know what they now look they're like? they're cinnamon and raisin. They look like the... Uh, like. It looks like it looks like a religious artefact. It looks like <laughs> the first Holy <laughs> Communion. Found in Siberia. No, it, it, there, there's good... There's, they're not rock no. buns. I put some um, icing sugar and some, did, some yeah. gold Disguise glitter just, a mask. To, just to make sure it didn't look too there have been there have Scones you can suck. That's a <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy! <laughs> there have been many, hundreds and hundreds of uh, nominations for the name of the show. And I, I really you have to appre- whittle it down to the funny ones. I have a load of them. So what about this one? Last Galway Tassery. Last, can I just say... Well, that's from John. Last week's one was the most popular one McAfee. of all. John McAfee. In okay, so do you, do you have to Red, say Red, hello to John? Red, Red Bull leak slip. No, no good. Do you know what? I'm getting too many of them and, and I'm just, B- you Borussia, have them. Borussia Gortmund. No. Tommy, Tommy, come no. with me on this journey Borussia Gortmund. That's all right. We did, we did um, Gorting Lisbon recently. Barcelona. What about Barcelona? That? There was one this Barcelona. morning about Navin. No, I have two good, I have two amazing I'm, ones I have one more for you. Okay. Sporting Lisbon. We had that before. <laughs> no, Sporting Lisbon. Maybe. I've, oh, I've, I've, I've two better ones for you. Ready? Ready? Okay, yeah, yeah, ready. Okay, we're yeah. ready, Tommy. Kinnegad and Tobago. <laughs> <laughs> or Balanapoli. Balanapoli. I think the Kinnegad, Kinnegad and Tobago is magnificent. It is. And we'll do the other one. Okay, so this week's episode is called Kinnegad, Kinnegad and Tobago. Now, um, I've been holding, um, sometimes post arrives to the house. Right. 
And this Tommy Tiernan, Hector and Dorita, the Henhouse Barn at County Galway. Oh. Yeah. So will I open it? Yes, go for it. Um, you open that while I open the scones. No, saving the scones till we go up and have a cup of tea. We've no, we've no butter for them. We can't eat them raw. <laughs> Wait, I put them back over here. <laughs> <again. laughs> You need a little bit of. I put cinnamon in them, of, but it doesn't. And I did. A, I did a trial run on on it last night when I came out of the oven, um, just to see if they were badly burnt. They're not badly burnt, but they don't also <laughs> taste. Are, it I, just, I took the nails furnish off, lads, because I thought the red was a bit too provocative. Bit too yeah, ridey. Yeah, yeah. I'll be going for a darker colour in future. Oh, mother of Jesus. Oh, no. It's okay. a fucking letter. Maybe we should hold off it when we're having yeah, the scones. I'll read that at the interval and then I'll come back to you in the second half. There's an awful lot in that. Yeah. Who's it from? It, it, it's j- not from, from any, it's not from a lawyer, is it's, it? It's handwriting. It's not it's a legal letter, uh, is it? What's the name of the person? Uh, John, and he, his, name, his first name is John, I think. He can't, spe- he can't spell his own surname. <laughs> and then it says, an exiled Clare man living in Kildare. So anyway, I'll All right, well, that's fine. Have a look at that. So how have you been? Look at, I've been great. I've been energised by the arrival of Joe Biden to the White House. Do you know, a lot of people said that they had this overwhelming feeling of relief this weekend and they couldn't exactly pinpoint what it was. Oh, and then they realised that it was where, where you te- Joe well, Biden, okay, President Biden. Let's start, because this is the first podcast we, where we will get to discuss your cousin becoming the president and now living in the White House. Yeah. The morning of the inauguration, uh, I turned on oh, yeah. national television in, in England, national yeah. TV, yeah. and there was the bold Lorita. So... You're on this morning with Philip Schofield and, and, and Holly Willoughby. Holly, yeah. And the product placement of the Tommy and Hector. Wasn't the, it the brilliant? The gimp on the three of us behind. How was that, chat? I'll tell you what happened. I, I've Obviously, before the election, I was watch, flat out watching CNN and watching all the American channels. And anytime they have a contributor on, he's got all his own books or her own books oh, yeah. or her everything in the background. So yeah. I thought, well, I'm going to get in on the act. So... I got up here early the other morning, took down the poster that I had in the sitting room, put it in the kitchen behind where I was doing the interview. I moved around the house three different locations to see where was a good spot for the poster and me and the angle and the whole lot. And uh, I said, so I had asked, you know, could they promote the podcast? And they had said, oh, listen, one or the other, whatever. Anyway, so they were like, no, you can't do that. Whatever. So I said, fine, well, I'm going to find a way to do it. <laughs> So I thought, how will I do that, this that, now that, smoothly? That, that's the attitude that got Joe Biden elected. Exactly. You see. Never say die. Never open open oh. the sheebeen. We'll fucking keep the sheebeen open <laughs> and we'll fucking open Bill Mullet and fuck them. <laughs> Joe, so, Joe woke up there about three years ago and he said, I am 900 years old, but I am not going to let that stop me. <laughs> <laughs> President of America. Yeah, so I took that same approach and I said, I'm not going to be stopped mentioning the podcast. So I went for yeah. hell for leather. You've got a brilliant You're on about, I says, you know, it's it's all right for people that have, you know, confidence like, you know, the both of you are TV presenters and I'm a podcast, I do a podcast, the Tommy and I. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah. say they were thinking, Jesus. Scolzy was laughing a little yeah. bit, wasn't he? he gave a bit of a I chuckle. call him Scolzy, yeah. yeah. He got a bit of a chuckle out of it. So um, that was great. So I got the mention of the uh, podcast. I thought, thought it was priceless. And most of our, the people that listen to the podcast uh, and that saw the interview got the, obviously. Just a little crow to pluck with you regarding your interview when you're speaking on national UK television. Yeah. My mother, so hang was, on, my mother was. Oh, no, whoa, 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 whoa! You have, whoa. A, you have a crow to pluck with her. <laughs> not, 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 got, I've never heard that phrase before. I will, well, it, is that, are you mixing up two different? I have, I have a crow. I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the crow one? But I have a crow to pluck with you. <laughs> 
Take it out, take it out. We'll blow it. I've been getting away with that for 50 years. Nobody's pulled you up on it. Get that crow for dinner, will you? Bring in that crow, you bollocks. What are we having, Dad? We're having fucking crow. Look at your cunt. And put it up. I've been scuppered 50 years of getting a crow to pluck with you so, until now. So what's <laughs> the, the boys have gone to bed and he calls into one of them, I've a crow to pluck with you. <laughs> you shit yourself. <laughs> In under the quilt with a torch. <laughs> not, not the crow, Dad. Not the crow. Not yes. again. Your father's a crow to pluck with you. <laughs> How many times have you used that line? I've been living there since I was a kid. <laughs> what? I can't continue uh, the conversation now. No. You seemed, my mother used to do this when she got on the telephone in the hallway oh, when we yeah, had the lock yeah, on the telly. Really and she would go, out of the blue, the telephone would ring on the, on the hall stand. And she'd have a lock, she'd unlock it and go, hello, <laughs> 29803, hello. You start putting well, on, there's a little bit of posh I, comes out on your is, accent. There is, I was thinking, I, you know, I was representing the White House as well as the podcast, so I was trying to be a little bit more. And also, I was talking to people in England, like, they don't understand our accents. I'm only joking, I thought it was a brilliant But I know interview. I do, it was, yeah, no, it, I, it, I, got, I got it. You couldn't give them the just, you didn't do no. the mush, just and just and no, just and no. just. I wasn't comfortable enough to, I didn't know them well, well done, well done on the interview on this morning. I was talking to a man who lives uh, near the forest in Exmoor. I think it's Exmoor. Where's oh, Exmoor? I think it's, it's in the west country <coughs> of England. Um, oh, right. And he's a storyteller. Wonderful, phenomenal storyteller by the name of Martin Shaw. And he has said to me that he listens to the podcast and that he's starting to share the podcast with farmers uh, around the West Country. And one of the things he said for me to say to you is, he said, Hector, you make the ordinary luminous. Oh, oh that's lovely. And he said that your, uh, your storytelling is so amazing and what you do, you're able to imbue ordinary things with a sense of just fucking luminosity. Oh, that's oh, lovely. Wow. So I thought that'd oh, that's really nice. Some lovely words, some lovely words. Uh, because we are all ensconced in our houses, in our bubbles, and our greenhouses, and our families, the television has never been so important. Saturday night, uh, when Brenda Fricker walked oh, out, was oh it yeah. like when you've been sent up to the headmaster as a bold boy, or did you have a little, uh-oh, here we go? But I, but I have the uh-oh with all of them. I have uh-oh, because, you, you know... Um, you just don't know where it's going to go. But, yeah, but, because it's kind of like, um, cause you, because you, you have no preparation on you have no idea, you just... Oh, you had in the back of your mind, though it's never you never consciously declared. They have decided to come onto the show, so they must be intrigued, it, or they must be up for a chat. Mm. Even though that's not prominent, as soon as you see them, you go, "Oh fuck, okay." There's very yeah. few people you walk out and you go, "Ah, I'll have a great chat," because mm. you don't you don't even do that with a friend. Mm. And one of the only things I asked the researchers was no comedians and no friends. Yeah, good. Um, and the reason for the no comedian thing was because I did a chat show years ago hosted by a comedian and sometimes it can become he was trying to be f- really funny and use me as the straight man yeah do you know the kind of a way and I was going oh fuck I see what you're doing here dude and so I said I, I didn't want that to be happening on yeah. the, when I was doing and no friends because I didn't I thought that friends would talk together in an intimate way that mightn't make for good television mm-hmm. you know so there needs to be mm-hmm. so that, they're the only things I kind of said <clears throat> so then when Brenda walked out 
uh, I mean, it was incredible because of the, it's very rare that you get an interview that has phases like that. Mm. Usually an interview might go into two or three different topics and two or three different moments, but it never has stuff, to my eye anyway, that's as she came in and she was like, I'm not going to pretend that everything is okay. Yeah. Mm. And was defiant in that. And there was a, you, the two of you know now, actually, we all, three of us would know from going on television shows that it's a little bit of a performance. You're kind of going, I have something to sell here or I have something to say. So, you know, I, I have to put on a slight, a bit of an act, mm. you know, you have to be slightly larger than yourself. Brenda came out and she was not going to be fucking doing that. Mm. And she just fucking sat there. And this is how it is for me. And it can be fairly fucking shit. Mm. And I'm not going to pretend that it isn't. And I was struck by the authenticity, the sincerity and the fearlessness of appearing on a chat show on on Saturday night in RTE and just going, mm. things are not good. Mm. Right. And I was going, fuck this. Wow. This is incredible. So even though it made the exchange kind of, it wasn't an ordinary conversation. Yeah. It was like, all right. <clears throat> wow. It was the pace of it as well, right? In the first seven, six minutes. Oh, just fucking rock steady. And then, then what happens? Then she starts telling stories and her whole demeanour changes. Mm. Her fucking eyes light up. She becomes expressive and she, her comic timing was one of the best. Like just this phenomenal ability just to, so it was, it was like, it wasn't like two different people, but it was like seeing a bird on a branch with the wings tucked into the side and not doing anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden mm. seeing them fucking hop off the branch, spread them and fly around the room. It was, yeah. it, it was fantastic. And her story was like, you could I could have sat there for two hours and watched her, you know, mm. because uh, the other thing that I got from her was she was, as you said, like she just opened herself, you know, it was just what it was. But she's so composed, you know, oh, yeah. in her, and just, she had no reason to... But she just put in any. An she had ex- a sweet in her mouth, and sometimes you think it's bad manners. You know, somebody has a chewing gum. She just explained a it professional so well. football. She explained having the sweet in her mouth so well that mm. I get dry. Oh my god, I, I loved dry her. Mouth I loved from the her. medication. All the statements in the first six minutes led into this. But as we say in this country, she warmed. You warmed to her. Oh, she warmed lovely. to you, and people warmed to the conversation. What a beautiful conversation it was! Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, just on that, so let's go down. The, the, uh, I thought that the traveller girl, the senator, Eileen, Eileen was such amazing a pr- adult, too, yeah. precious, uh, a, a, a little bit shy in the beginning, but a really good, good chat about travellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, all those chats are long. Do we have to cut them down? Yeah. Do like, you all ever those worry are, about um, all those how are, they'll be edited down? No, do you ever worry that? You, you'll miss because obviously those int- conversations are so interesting are you afraid that some parts of it would be you know it must be very hard to edit that uh, no because so I, I have no say in the guests and I so I entirely trust the researchers yeah okay so I have no and I have very little say in the edit so I, I entirely trust the editor mm. so it's about saying I'll do my job and ye do years. Yeah, well, that's the rather way. than me, rather than yeah. me getting involved in every. You can't do that, Tommy, because you'll and wreck you, your head. It'd be you time, wreck and watch it, it, but you'll wreck your head. I don't watch it. No. Why do you not want I was to watch watching, it? I was watching Califat. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, I watched. What happens is uh, we record the show on a Sunday. Right, yeah. And then they spend the week editing it and it goes out on Saturday. So what happens is I go up to Dublin in order. You know, you know, order that I'm I, for too long. I've been driving myself too fucking hard. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. Just driving the fucking Why engine. Why don't you have a driver? So what I did was, I, no, I, no, I didn't want to be me in the car and be talking. I get more tired from not talking to someone in the car. I drove the car to Dublin for you one day. Do you remember? Were you in the back of it? That's it. Oh my god! Remember yeah. that? You have no spatial awareness. That's your. You 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 have no. <laughs> what does spatial, that mean? That means that remember? Do you remember we were? You are not able to give the car in front of you a so, bit of space. Yeah. Do you remember the day? Says Ayrton Senna here. <laughs> Do you remember the day that we stopped in Ballinasloe and the woman tried to get Hector tried to pull him out the window? So just for the listeners' sake, what happened was we were driving that back. Was myself, Hector we decided to come off the motorway. We were driving back from Dublin and we decided to uh, pull in, drive through the town of Ballinasloe for the crack. <laughs> I'd be driving that motorway a lot, and what I love to so do funny. is drive through the towns. It's because it. I love pulling off the Galway side of Ballinasloe, driving through Ballinasloe and then hiding out on the old road as far as that lawn. And then if I've uh, the goo on me, I'll keep going on the old road to Moat and Tyrrell's Pass and Rochford Bridge. And it's fantastic. So we were coming back from Dublin anyway. And uh, we said to Loretta, we have to go the old road. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> It'll be oh. fine. Oh, 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 Jesus, lads. Jesus, lads. <laughs> so what, what's the point of building the fucking motorway if we're going to fucking hold on? So, I, we said, don't you worry, we'll go in now. So, as you know, I've queer taste in music. So, I, yes. I, I managed to get this CD of uh, seagulls screaming. Oh, God, it was awful. Uh, seagulls screaming around the cliffs of Dover. <laughs> and it's 20 gen- minutes of it. And it genuinely is just for... One track. One track. 20 minutes. And what it does, it puts the mind in a different fucking place altogether. <laughs> As you go in by Dubarry, it does. <laughs> it's, it's, it's much better than listening to the news. Or in by the mental hospital. <laughs> see the news. <laughs> I have a crow to play. No, 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 that's a crow. That'll be the crow later. Whatever you listen to puts your mind in different. Like I would find listening to improvised music puts my mind in an improvising state of mind. So just listen to seagulls puts you in a different place than listening to the news or whatever the fuck you know. So I said, I said I'll play this now. So in the, ah! the wildest fucking. So we're driving through Ballinasloe and there's a couple of people hanging outside the pub. So we slow down anyway, and I says to Hector, I, I says, put, put, put down the window. So Hector puts down the window, and I turn, slow right down, slow right down, and I, I put up the volume of the fucking the seagull screaming. Well, this woman stops the car. <laughs> She'd been drinking cider all day, and she leaned in. <laughs> Irish to the BMW 7 Series and had a 10 minute chat with fucking Hector trying to persuade him to go for a drink but the station was no mention at all of the fucking seagulls <laughs> and they were roaring in the background oh, 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 uh, why were we talking about that in the first place because Tommy was on about Tommy driving. Oh yeah, driving. But before driving, Tommy, you're, oh oh yeah, let's go back to yourself. the show. Yeah, no, but I, uh, yeah, you were. Uh, uh, oh yeah, so I drive. So yes. You drive yourself. I drive up and so in order to be to have as much energy as I possibly can for the recording of the show on Sunday night, I drive up to Dublin Saturday afternoon, get into the hotel around six in the evening, have a bit of food, and then just fucking do nothing for until about one o'clock the following day, just a complete rest, so that you're kind of as much energy as you can possibly muster. For the chat show. So the chat show is on, the recorded one then is on Saturday night, but I don't watch it. I, 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 I brought up the computer with me last week and I watched Califat. Mm. <laughs> Califat is set in Sweden oh, and yeah. Syria, Raqqa. Oh, where oh. ISIS have set up like a Gaeltacht. <laughs> 
and in Sweden. <laughs> yeah. No, no, the, the Gwail Duck is in, in Raka. Oh, oh, yeah. Raka is like the, the, uh, like the Karna of, of, <laughs> of Syria. And it's just all these boys going around with beards, speaking Irish with machine guns, and women with <laughs> dish, dishcloths over their faces so you can't see them. They're bumping into buildings and falling over fucking potholes and stuff like that. <laughs> And there's boys riding around the back of a jeep with fucking easy submachine guns and they Woman, where are you going? <laughs> Get off the street! Yeah, that, 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 the, the, the women can't be on their own out in the Gwaeltocht. Get back in your house, woman! What are you doing, woman? I've seen the whole series. So, I watched the whole... It's over, It's un-fucking un- believable. It's, it? it's about these um, kids getting radicalised. Like these young ones, fine looking young ones in Sweden, and they're getting radicalised, and they want to, they want to live for Allah. They want to go to fucking Raqqa and, and they learn Irish. So they take them from Sweden <laughs> and bring them over. They go, they get the girl doctor. Yeah, they. Um, Do so, they learn how to make guns and stuff? No, they just be obedient women, obedient women, because that's what with the sheets. Well, it's over just their about faces. the women. It's a, well, it's about the men as well. Right. But I, I won't give away the whole plot of it now. I'll have to start but watching. I watched it. the it's whole fuck ripping eight forty-five minute episodes. <laughs> Right. It's about six hours of solid fucking caliphate. And, and is it? And that's is what it, I was watching. Is it subtitled? It's subtitled. It's Swedish. No, but should we have, we have to be fluent in fucking Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. And Syrian. That can, I just, it is gr- fucking gripping. Oh, great. Yeah. I love These it. three caliphate. young 16 year old Swedish girls oh, yeah. and the way they get radicalised by your man. No, because they're, um, they might have been, say, Turkish or. Their, oh, their, right, their yeah. parents might have come from that part of the world anyway to get away. Ah, I see. Oh, this lad infiltrates them in the high school in oh, this. Yeah. And he starts oh, brilliant. He yeah. starts giving them text messages and he's a good looking Muslim guy. And yeah. next minute they're oh. on a plane to Raqqa. Fucking Allah. Honestly, I could I, I could end it up there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all that shit. <laughs> Allah, we oh, Honestly, if I shifted you, someone, I could have ended up there. You hey, go to this house in Raqqa and there's nothing. There's the boys come in. My love, Sweden. So that's what I was watching instead of the chat show. Salafat. I thought you might be interested to see how it's. And last thing, I think, because so many people are enjoying the show, uh, Mary Coughlin, when she told me she robbed a boat oh, yeah. and went up the Corrib with a lad just to get away from everything, I just found yeah. her. Such a beautiful Irish earthy woman, and uh, when she sings, Tommy, she did this. I don't know if they had this in the edit. She did this shamanistic ritual to get rid of her fear, and part of that ritual involved standing outside her, staying outside her house all night, so from dusk until dawn, barefoot. I think she sat by herself outside of her house and just. Do you know, isn't that a wonderful kind of ritual to go mm. through? So to rid yourself of the fear of a place. And turned off the phone watch. Well, I'd be petrified. I'd be, wouldn't be able to do Do you know what I mean? Incredible. Incredible. So she did that, but as somebody said, she sang with no backswing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was fucking effortless for her. Yeah, yeah. And when she talked about being 16 and her heart being broken and she was there in the jukebox at the spinnaker shoving the fucking coins in and then... Your man said, "You get a, you 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 should sing them songs." And she just says, 16 years of age, and the balls of a fucking Galway tribal shaman woman at sixteen, after stop going up the river with her lover." I would rather go blind. 
She's fucking unbelievable. I thought she? it was unbelievable. Yeah. I, was, I was entranced by her eyes. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so let's have a chat about the IRA. What? Yeah. You look like you could be a member. Why, with the beard and the hat yeah. and the shades? Yeah. yeah. At a funeral. All you're missing is a pair of jeans and, a, and an army top. Um, my only experience really of the IRA was back in the 1980s, Larita. Navin was full of poker machines. Right. <laughs> like Las Vegas. Hand up, hand up, higher up. Yeah. Now, and, and, and <laughs> do you know that sound, Lorita? So, no. so when if, you're gambling. Yeah, if you get a hand, say you get a pair of aces, a pair of kings, three of a kind, full house, flush. It'll ask you. Then you go higher or lower. It's a gamble. Right. It brings you into the gamble on two cards. So you get a card, right. the computer shows you a card, and then you have to decide if the next card is going to be higher or lower. There's a high-low button. All right. And you have to press. But just to make sure that you're feeling the pressure of the situation, the machine makes a noise, and the noise is... <laughs> and it gets quicker it gets quicker as you wait and you're in a chipper waiting on the bag of chips but the pub's in that and, and somebody's got addicted to it some of our school friends got fucking they got we were saying yeah Floody Floody's addicted to the poker machines fuck off yeah he spent four quid in them last week no four way. quid on poker machines he's a mad bastard <laughs> he's totally fucking addicted like, the drama of being fucking 15 and spending four quid in a poker machine he's oh my fucked God. he's going to have to go to gamblers <laughs> he's gone he's gone so every pub in the town had them yeah really? on the counter and on the they were and the chippers down by the jacks they were a scourge because you could fix the um, the win rate so there was a kind of some sort of internal yoke on them where you could say the win rate is 36% right so for every 100 euro the machine takes in it gives out 36 or oh, yes. 66 or whatever the fuck so pubs just obviously fucking fiddle, fiddle, yeah. I mean they were everywhere they were everywhere but I remember here and I don't know if it was Floody that fucking told me this or one of the sharkies but anyway the reason the pubs in Navin couldn't get rid of the poker machines was because the fucking IRA owned them the IRA brought all the they put money. them in there their IRA that money was going to fund the wall Floody's four quid was it wasn't spent in vain. Tommy, I, I just, now I'm only saying what I, I just have to get a text there now. I, I be fucking careful here with what you Tell Tiernan to shut the fuck, fuck up. up. I'm after getting a text from Gibbstown. Fuck's sake, Gibbstown. A hotbed. A hotbed of, <laughs> of activity. Mead, Mead. Mead was a hotbed. Oh, See, we were too visit. far down in Mayo. We were too far. There'd from be boys there. around Gibbstown out lamping rabbits, and that's except, not Tommy Day. Except they wouldn't be lamping, and they wouldn't be rabbits. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I am. I'm following you. <laughs> I'm following you. Those machines. Do you remember them? That, that, that's my only. Am I, you, am like, my only other experience of the IRA. Really, I mean, I'm sure we all encountered the IRA without knowing we encountered them. But my only other experience of them was, um, and I'd never, I, I, I would never. I've done a lot of work up north um, with Derry Girls. We're working with a lot of people who are born and reared in the north and born, one of the women was born and reared in the Falls Road. And you, I would never be judgmental. And yes, because we uh, never understood and us, never, yeah. I would never judge anybody who came from East Belfast. Although I think there's a different fucking dynamic going on there. But anyways, in terms of the Falls Road and in terms of Derry, I'd never fucking judge anybody. And people did what they thought was Right, and if I was in the exact same situation, I would probably have done the exact same thing because I would have been in the exact same situation. So, but I'm just talking about my encounters with with the IRA over the years. A few times, we did shows 
in the round cavern, the cavern border. Now, cavern b- borders for mana, so there's a kind of a softness to cavern. But mm. where, where does fucking Monaghan border? Armagh. Oh, oh. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> do, you, do you ever drive through South Armagh? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Huh? Round Gullion. Do you ever drive around Gullion? No. Gullion. I tell you, the fucking, if you, there's some big houses around Gullion. Oh, fuck me. There's, there's, yeah. Them, 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 six them, different gates. Six different gates, 97 fucking Land Rovers. Each one of them got you fucking. You see, big, and big sheds out the back. Big fucking, fucking sheds. Yeah. full of fucking shit. Yeah. JCBs from London. And, and, yeah. and, and yeah. great big doors on them. Plenty of fucking canisters. Yeah, they've helicopter pads and stuff for fucking taking helicopters out of the fucking yeah. sky. Let's it? just say there's a distribution network at the back of the house. <laughs> but. We I was spent years gigging all you know we do a gig in Monaghan do a gig in Armagh do a gig in Cavan do a gig in Fermanagh do a gig in Louth do a gig in Down and I say it happened about three times mm. so this was way this was way back this is the the late nine mid to late nineties um you'd collect this is before credit cards you'd use credit cards to buy tickets and you'd collect cash right for the, at the end of the you know do you remember that great story about Albert Reynolds. Remember he uh, he did he it was, it was, there was a story about Albert Reynolds. I don't know if it's true or not, but there was a story about Albert Reynolds. Remember when he, when he Albert, ran all the ballrooms? Yeah, when Albert was doing oh, all yeah. the sh- oh, that, he he crashed the car one night, and anyway the boot flew open, and it was a fucking <laughs> a, a bin liner full of cash. <laughs> so there was great there was great cash industry yes. in the entertainment. Now I don't know if that story is true or not. I'm only heard it. Yeah, yeah. 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 no cash in that. <laughs> no cash. Similar to Tommy's boot with it open. So. Um, back in those days then when I was gigging there would be cash and uh, you could be taking anything from it wouldn't be the type of money we were taking out of a venue now it wouldn't be great money it wouldn't be winning streak money right it'd be GAA lotto money <laughs> yeah All right. yeah. You'd, be, you'd be taking the four the five the six four the five or the six and, and that's not bad when she's there in front of you in cash yeah, yeah. you know cash. And, but the, you, hard you cold know, cash yeah so you'd be say, say, and you'd be getting the bit of the sterling too and would you and, and, and the board that'd be three times a weekend Right, yeah. so say you're, say, you're, say you're collecting uh, seven grand in cash from right. from a community hall or a hotel, right? So out of that seven grand, cash, cash right. fucking money, yeah. there's the cash. Cash is gig. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you do the gig and then the tour manager will go into the, the small little room behind reception and if you're there for 25 minutes, counting cash. <laughs> Spondulix. So you say you're collecting seven grand, right? Now out of that seven grand... Uh, the venue gets paid a bit the promoter gets paid a bit the uh, venue, publicity gets or, yeah. all the crew get yeah, get yeah. paid uh, and mm. a half it goes in tax and a half and drink oh, and, and half it and drink so a few times it's happened in in hotels around the border the gig would be done and the tour manager would come back to me after spending time in the little room behind reception no hmm no. I said, what do you mean no? I said, he says, no money tonight. I says, what do you mean no money tonight? He says, no money tonight. And you just got the message that someone else had taken the money and you weren't to fucking question it. <sighs> the local... Brigade Bounty Hunter <laughs> The local brigade Needed funding Let's just call it The fucking free- And nobody asked Any questions Let's just call it Freedom tax uh, As they say <laughs> There's a great There's a great word In Irish There's a great word Our son 
Nakusha, all for the cause. Her son, Nakusha. So you oh, contributed to the cause. I, I hope one day to have a crash named after myself in South Africa. <laughs> 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 Kindly sponsored and donated by the Tommy Tiernan Tour 2011. Her son, Nakusha. So if anybody else has any IRA stories <laughs> that they'd like to tell us about, please contact us at the Tommy Hector Show with Rita Blue. I We'd love to hear I them. Did tell you or that. even poker machine stories. But back to the poker machines. Right. Leave it at that. The bad bastard poker machines. Was sometimes you'd get a three. You get a three, right? And you'd go, well, I mean You can't get any lower. Chances are. I don't know, I think I think I don't know if they <laughs> I don't know what way you do numbers in Mayo, but in the rest of the country, there would be a number. There would be a number before three. Like, do you start yeah. off? Like, count to ten. No, three, four, five, six, seven, no, eight, eight, nine, ten. ten. I was going to say that. Mrs. Boggins, what's her name? The, Bill, uh, the Bill odds. The odds of them. <laughs> what's the teacher the called? Mrs. Boggins and Bill Boggins. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. The odds of it being lower than of three course, were. That's what you'd fucking think. That's what the poker. Yeah. That's why you put your hand in it. It's higher or lower. Bruce higher Borsa. than a three, and you press fucking higher, higher. and then. Be the cunt of the machine would wait. It would wait a middle. Of, it wouldn't like sometimes if you had a five and you went higher, it would immediately be it'd be an eight or a three. It would immediately tell you. But when you had a three and you went higher and you went higher, there'd be this fucking pause of half a second and then a two would come up and the machine would be there. Yeah, but Tommy, what was the feeling like when it was a three and you went higher? King. Oh yeah, we're on a roll now, and you hit it straight away. And then you get the credits, would you? And you yeah. have it in the chip right now. And then right? you go to the bar and said you have four hundred credits, and that'll be forty quid. I, I seen Floody walking out there with nineteen quid one day. I heard. I. Well, you're not tempted to get involved. I, 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 I played a little bit, but I did one time. I got a, I got a fifty pence piece, and I drilled a little hole in it, and I got a bit of fishing line, and I dropped the fifty. <laughs> I stood, I stood with me pelvis against the slot. Right, that's another story. <laughs> that's but I, I tied the fishing line to his to his fly. I I, I had the, the fishing, and I would I would drop the. So you would put fifty pence in until the till the five credits come up on the machine, and then you fucking pull it out, drop it in, 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 pull it out. You could do that, in Mickey Marmies. I heard a Shami Cregan pulled eighteen pound yeah. one Saturday night, Mickey yeah. Marmions. I did that for a whole Saturday one time. With a 50p. Awful fucking cramp in my wrist. I won 10 grand in that. And there was only nine. Jesus. I spent it on fucking fizzy cola bottles. I hope the IRA didn't go after you. I went in. What was that shop in the collar down by the school? Oh, Kluskers. Kluskers. I went to Kluskers. Give me a ton of cola cubes. And 10 grand cash. I fucking... Fucking okay, cola it. cubes for all the boys in the school yeah, and pineapple drops and fizzy cola bottles and <laughs> gobstoppers, and gobstoppers and bullseyes, just fucking <laughs> and refreshers and fruit salads uh, for everybody in Simpats. Yeah, and bonbons. Give me, give me the toffee bonbons and the. Pine- Do you remember you had the bonbons with the green ones and the pink ones? Oh, oh stop. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Can we go back? Can we go back to the day we were born? No. And, and what do you oh. know about the moment you come into this world? And, and, and people think, a lot of people have never really thought about it, but I don't know why it came up. It came up because I was working, it came into my mind the last couple of years, because for two years solid, I was working in Drogheda for the FLA, doing FLA TV, which is a huge thing for the town. And there's a couple of hundred thousand people in, and the town turns uh, into a, a traditional, into Mecca. Like the lads head Mecca. to let the, <laughs> Mecca and Mecca. Like hundreds of thousands of people descend on the flower, whether it's in Ennis or wherever. Mullen, supposed to be Mullingar last year and this year, but it's not happening. But Drogheda had it. And every couple of minutes when I was on the street for a week in the summer last year and a week the year before, there were lads. They're so Navin-like in Drogheda. Well, brother. Heta. Well, brother. Welcome to Drogheda. So many people come up to me and said, I heard you were born in the town, Hector. I said I was. I was on, on most now <coughs> people are born in Drogheda. Yes. Why? Drogheda Is that where the hospital was? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where uh, the Lourdes was. It was nicknamed the village. Yeah. So you're all from Louds. No one from no, no one. So anyone yeah, from Navan's fa- actually your, from Your me. father would come in. Your your mother would be pregnant, and your father would come into the sitting room and he says, "I'm taking your mother for a drive." <laughs> And he'd come back and he'd have a brother. <laughs> and, and we'd say, we'd be in glued to the telly watching the Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. And we'd say, where, where were you? We're over in Drada. You have a brother. You have a brother. <laughs> yeah. Where were you? We were a daunt in Drada. Over a daunt. A doubt, a daunt, a din. A, we were a Dover. A Dover, a Dover. A Dover. So it was about 20 minutes into Slane and out, out by the little cottage and out by the river and you were in Drada. So I was born on 17th of August, 1969. And this is all about what happened when I was, the moment I was born. I hit a complication and I had to have a full blood transfusion about 10 minutes after I was born because I rejected my blood. I don't know if it's called a recess baby or whatever it is, but they took all the blood out of me. And put another bit of blood into me. And my mother said it was touch and go for the first hour. And that was like, so I had a full blood transfusion. I think it's called a recess baby. But now I've got that blood that nobody else has. Whose blood was it? A guy called, I never found out who gave me his blood, but I had a full blood transfusion in the hour after I was born. Wow. On the 17th of August. So you you would have had that blood inside you when you were in the womb. Yes. But when you came out into the world... Yes, Tommy. You just said, I'm not having this blood no more. I said, I've enough of it. Enough of this blood. I, re- I rejected it. I, I want my own, I want different blood. I said, I want. Wow. I had a full blood transfusion. So what kind I of think blood was, do you have now? I think it's all negative. Oh, yeah. What I can do, by the way, do you know your blood? I think it's all positive. 
I'm not actually sure. So this is something we need to, everyone needs to know their blood. Why, why do you know your blood? Because Sammy, just say for example, you were, you were going out someday and you just cut yourself and you were losing blood. Hang on, describe, so I'm, I'm, am so I in, you're I'm in well, the car? Well, he won't be doing no, any walk, work no, no, in the no, garden Tommy's anyway. out running up a bog road in the back of Barna. Okay. Right. And he's near a gully and it's a drain. But then it's a bit of black ice and he's jogging. Yes. He slips. Yes. He crashes down and smashes his elbow. Nice. And then he falls halfway into a ditch where he snares himself on a bit of a hawthorn bush that's protruding that was cut back by the farmer last year. So it spikes right through his oh. limb and he's now impaled. Yes. You're losing blood. You need to know your blood. Yeah. What so are you? What are you well, I only need to know my blood if, if someone comes and gets me. <laughs> <laughs> How long has he got? He, no, but tell me. I, I don't. I don't know what type of blood I have. Find out for next week. But tell me the day you were How born. How will we find out? Seventeenth of August, sixty nine. I was born in the village in in Drogheda, and it was lovely to go back to Drogheda. You were born in a village. That's the nickname on the hospital. Oh, right. Where Navin people were born. Yeah. All Navin people didn't want to be born in Navin. We didn't have the facilities, so we went to Loud. Yeah. <clears throat> and by you, the way, you, that, you couldn't. That's that's when when you drive into Navin. Do you know what some towns have a message underneath them? Twi- Welcome, well, to. welcome to Navin. You can't be born here. Yeah. <laughs> we took out the twin. No, we can't be born here. Can't be born here. No twins. But Navin. everybody from Navin dies in Navin. Do the way elephants, when they get unwell, <laughs> they'd fuck off into the wilderness yeah. to die. No matter where in the world you are, if a Navin person starts feeling well, they will ma- even if even if it's at night when they're asleep, they will make their own way back to Navin. <laughs> to Navin. The town every day. There's five or six people. Wandering just in from Trim and Kells Road and the Dublin Road from all over the world to die. And they, and they go up to the fair green and they just fucking die. And they die. around each other. They just fucking die. Everyone, <laughs> everyone from Navin dies in Navin. And everyone from Navin is born in Drada. That's right. So... Tell us about the morning and the day. What, what time you born? I was born. I think it was born the afternoon. Well, didn't Tommy? You revisited that um, your birth a lot, didn't you? No, I did. Well, I, no, I didn't really. I just uh, that was a, a wild imagination. Trip you saw. That, you that you didn't want to come out, me, but you I, did. I, this woman told me I didn't want to be born. I was born. So we were living in Kiarn, Kiarndana, up near Malinhead, up near the fucking up in the the Scottish Highlands yes. of Donegal. <laughs> so and I was born in Letterkenny. Born in Letterkenny Regional Hospital and then taken back to Cairn. Now, Cairn is about four or five miles from Malinhead, it's right at the top of the country. It is a beautiful, small that part of the country is fucking far. Is that where the airport away. is up there? Oh, no, that's no? far and four. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah. Kerry, is it? No, there's another one. There's Donegal Airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah Donegal Airport. Oh, I thought it was up near there. Sorry, go on. You're up past Guidor, are you? Oh no, Guidor is the other side. Guidor is the left. It's kind of if you're at Letterkenny, is at it's at Letterkenny is at it's at a uh, a, the, a, a fucking fork in the in the island. Yeah. And you go you go right you go left then for is it Bally Buffet not Bally Buffet but Bally Buffet yeah. and all those and Guidor and Glenties yeah. and all them. But you go right up to the top. I wouldn't know that now. Like uh, but it's a beautiful part of it. I was born there so in uh, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, what day? The sixteenth of June, nineteen sixty nine. <coughs> and my father says, "You come out, Tom." And I went, my father would have been about 26 or 27 and he said, you come out and I held you and I went for a pint. And there was a tradition back then of after the woman, the, see, everyone has a different role to play in a birth, Rita, okay? okay. So it's the woman's job <laughs> Hit to... Hit me up here. The woman's job mm. is to mm. have the baby. Yes. Just to fucking to get bet with pain and sweat and fucking nurses. No, and back then it was different. A nurse, a nurse... There, like, was no, there was no anaesthetic. No anaesthetic. A nurse would get you in a headlock. 
a big country nurse she'd get you into a headlock and she'd cut off the fucking oxygen supply to your brain so you'd forget that it was sore <laughs> and the midwife would give you dead arms yeah she'd fucking knock. punch you women would be crying with pain and a nurse would punch in the face come on you're having a baby and <laughs> so snap out of it snap out of it you'd be fucking moaning the whole time <laughs> So uh, that was a woman's <laughs> jog back then. Like, right, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you remember? Do you remember chicken? The, what were those? The, the Make a Wish chickadees. No, do you remember no, the little bones? Chicken wishbones. Wishbones. Yeah. It, w- w- basically, you know. <laughs> where is this going? The lad, two lads again. Wishbone. I don't. They wouldn't be lads. They were two heavy country nurses. And if the woman, was, <laughs> if the woman was in pain, one big push now, Marie. They'd snap our pelvis like a fucking wishbone on a chicken. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh Jesus! And the baby would fucking fly out, sluice like the river vine. Sluice, a gush of a baby. Yeah. Loads of babies. Such a <laughs> picturesque way of describing it. Right and, and next, did she be sweating and she'd be in fucking rag order? Wouldn't be looking her best. Anyway, uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> any more pig? Shut up! Slap. Go home now. Pig, you know, and you get a heel to the jaw, so you would. She get a fucking heel in the jaw. Um, oh, I'm not sure what's funnier, the actions or the description. Here. But a man's job then was. Yeah. Uh, to oh, sit, the man had a job. To sit outside with a face cloth. A face cloth. No, no. Yeah, put it on our forehead. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be allowed in. He wouldn't be allowed in. He wouldn't be allowed in. Man, man, be safe. outside like, reading the Irish press. Yeah, and he then, wouldn't uh, even be there, like. And the then, evening press got <laughs> <who> then. Smoking a fag. Hey, Corker, in good shape this year. Oh, they are. Oh, you can scream from inside. Did he read the Irish press? What happened? Fucking midwife, man. Being the woman with the plank in the small of her back. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Stop. She'd be crippled. She fucking wouldn't be able to walk. She'd be out having the baby. She'd be, she'd be on the floor in the hospital. Fuck off. She's outside saying, where's the nearest pub? And painted the pond. And when the, when the baby came out then, the... the <laughs> One of the one of the uh, the head of the IRA will come out then. <laughs> another 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 little volunteer. <laughs> no, he'd be outside in the poker machine. Fire <laughs> girl. And then what you do is the, the man would go for a pint. Right. And web in the late sixties that was the, that was the tradition. And has that changed? Ah, has I mean, course, it's changed yeah. now because the pubs are closed. But I wetting the baby's head. It was called yeah. traditionally back then. And you'd go you'd go down to. Uh, uh, so I was born, and my father said I went in, and, and I, I held you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I gave you a bag <laughs> and then he went for a pint <laughs> I handed you back and then I said time for pints Tommy was it, so, a go- was it, was it a C-section or was it normal uh, I don't know Do you, did you come into the world quickly was there a caliper used Jeez, I have no idea um, now, I've, been, I've been at a few births in the meantime but um, no, my own one now I couldn't tell you, Hector. I, I, well, I, couldn't I think tell there you. must have, there must have been a lot of joy when you came into the world because you've brought. I, I really firmly believe the way we enter the world is very important. The journey. Some people say that when there's a lot of force used and calipers and the way the baby is breached and is turned and then there's all these sort of suction pipes used to take out the baby. Suction pipes. No, that that that, that that can that can yeah. represent a bit of trauma, early trauma. Yeah. And um, I think I'm not sure. Well, obviously, I had the transfusion. I think I just—that's an amazing thing—a transfusion, mm. full blood transfusion. Yeah, my mother, my mother told me about it, and uh, couldn't believe it. So, wh- well, I now, can't go. remember my birth, obviously, because I mean, I don't have any recollection. Recollection. We ever told but stories I, about no, your birth? No, no, 
no. Where, with the hospital and what Castle day? Bar Hospital. I think I was born in Castle Bar. Yeah, I was. On the 28th of September, 1983. Fuck off. 1983. Jesus Christ. Ready for the fucking intercept, 1983. <laughs> we were on active I was, duty. I arrived on the scene and I... I have no recollection of it. I know that my father, I don't think, he probably came up that evening or something. He was probably bailing, was he? Or cutting probably, silage? Uh, around yeah. that time, probably not. And th- But I have more, like, I have be- been, I delivered a lot of animals, not humans, but I've, you know, that side of bringing life to to earth is brilliant. So lambs. Lambs. Calves. 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 Wow. Can you describe that, th- those moments? Lambs are the best ones because lambs, Sheep are ha- easy handled, so you know cows are a bit harder, and you need a jack, and you need generally and all that. What's a jack? It's a thing that you use to take the, the calf out. You put little ropes on his legs, okay, and then it's like a, a, a kind of screw, not a screw, but you like you, you use you wind these handles, in. and then you it kind of helps with the delivery. And so, if you weren't cows' hips are a bit tight. If then, you weren't there, what would happen to the like? So, it, some of them will lamb or cow calf themselves, and then others. Yeah, you're just aiding, you're helping the cow, you're helping Well, you'd the know cow. the cow was due to calf, so then you'd have to... But in terms of evolution, have cows not evolved to a state where they can have their own calves? Their human I think health? they've probably changed in one way. I Obviously, cows years ago were impregnated by a bull. You know, now it's artificial insemination. Okay. And you can choose what kind of a cow, uh, bull you want to fertilise your calf. And, your what, cow what, with. and what are the options? Well, you can have all different. You can get a catalogue, and what? You, you can get a catalogue of like bulls. And and so, are you, talk, are you talking in terms of colour or size? Yes, or? size and pedigree and uh, breeding and. And are the different squirts different prices? Yeah, but I don't know how much they are. It's, they're called straws. Straws. Yeah. yeah, and they're yeah. in like nitrogen, I think. And then they, it's like it's like a science project when the AI man comes. He takes the top off the back, and there's all this steam coming up. Yeah, would he, would, would, would he put the straw on his head, like uh, coming out of like a unicorn, yeah. and go up to the cows and just go the back of what I'm fucking in your pop. He'd always yeah. have that plastic right up, yeah, right the up to the way. shoulder, and he'd be yeah. like this at a right angle, <clears throat> straight in, and drop me, it off. How do they get the sperm out of the bulls? I don't know that. They oh, must. You must know that. They, I don't actually. They, 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 you do know that. Come on, you're a farming person. How yeah, would, you, you, would you? Would you? Would you have been sent down? Go on, get us a gallon of. <laughs> Yeah, from the bull. No, I don't know how to, how they how do that. Do they how do they? Do, do, does the bull ride a machine, or does someone work them? Or there's a there's a clinic a bull goes to, isn't there? There's a clinic a bull can go, and he can go and sit in the waiting room, and then he goes in, and then he he he, he gets a magazine of uh, <laughs> of uh, lovely pretty heifers and uh, and cows, young cows, and you really have no idea how they get the sperm out of the bull. No, I don't. You've never you never asked how do they get that? No, but I will ask. They, he must ride a, like a plastic cow with a kind of. Uh, a, I'd a, say a someone bucket. goes goes up and what and wanks him. Yeah. What puts it into a jug then and t- and then sucks it up into the straw. And goes but yeah, it has to stay alive. You can't once it hits the fresh air, it'll die. Yeah, but well, I don't know how. Or they must stick the tube up his penis, do they, and suck it out. No, in, like, in, like when you're <clears throat> sucking diesel out of a fucking yeah. lawnmower engine. Yeah. Well, yeah, they well, do that. I think in the horsey world, when a mare would go in season, they would bring in the fluffer, and in every stallion yard or a breeding yard, if there was mares, they would have an old jinnet or an old donkey, an old a teaser, a teaser who'd be really horny all the time. And normally, you call him Elvis or something, and he'd come in and he'd be sniffing around, and he'd go. 
and he'd be in around at the mayor's and the mayor's would be rubbing up and he'd be going outside <laughs> trying to get up the door. It wouldn't fit like a little, little, <laughs> little gin trying to junkie. get over get at them and get back, get back. So they'd know the mayor was in season. So that was that was the way then and then you obviously bring to Stallion. Now I've seen a stallion I seen a stallion. Should, that's different. I saw a young like stallion coming in. in with a, I saw a, young, a young stallion coming in one day, and he up on two feet, and he was sporting all over the place. Premature ejaculation, and your man goes, "He's only, a, he's only a young stallion. He, he doesn't know the job yet." Your man was looking. It, it was like it was like the fire brigade putting out stuff with foam. It was flying everywhere, and I says, "Your man," he goes, "Yeah, stallions can uh, ejaculate prematurely." But then I saw an older stallion. He's about eighteen. Oh, he was as good as the fox. I was over in Coolmore in the in Coolmore, America, which was uh, in uh, Kentucky, and it was beautiful mahogany stables and gold plated doors and everything. El Grant Stravinsky was the, the two year old, the, the four or five year old I saw coming in. He was champion two year old. He was all over the place. He was like a young seventeen year old. Come on, come on, and bring then, her in, bring come her in. Come on, here we go. He was he couldn't get away to get up, and they would help him up and put a little fluff, a little thing here, a barrier Dress here. On him. <laughs> He'd have the aftershave on. Next minute, dun 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 dun. In comes El Grand Senior, nineteen years of age, stallion. And he walks in and he's all muscle. And he just... The poor woman, she's... So, she's, she's backed in. She's a hot mess. All cleaned down and ready to go. And then they're backing her up. They're backing her up. They're backing her up. And in comes El Grand Senior and he's going, here we go. How many more of these today, <laughs> How many more of these today? And he goes, you've got two. Fuck it, here we go. And he just went, up. And then another lad helped his leg up. And he just went... Yes, gone, gone, beautiful. Wow. But he was at it for a long time. So that's what I know about the that world, the world of the bull. That's incredible. Do they art? Do they artificially inseminate mares now? I wonder. I'd, or do you, is that, that always brought to the stallion for well, a full fresh I'd say load to I'd, be dropped? I think the the horse bloodline is always going back to Northern Dancer, and the bloodline of horses always goes back to well, the well, two original to, horses in Saudi Arabia. I'll have Arabia. to investigate that now. How you get the semen into the straw now? I would just, as we finish off this little section here, um, Louise, I just think you came up with one of the most beautiful phrases I've ever heard. I hope it's a phrase that becomes popular all over <laughs> Ireland when women are trying to describe themselves. And you were talking about the mayor uh, yeah. when the big stallion, the big old stallion came in. And <laughs> you said, you said, and the mayor says to herself, Jesus, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, who are enjoying the podcast, wherever you're listening. Click and subscribe and download. And thanks that we are so delighted that you're happy sharing the laughter with us. And we've also um, noticed as well that not only are we starting to reach Irish people uh, abroad, uh, but now... Other nationalities. The indigenous members of those communities are also (laughs) saying that they really enjoy. So we'd like to say hello to all our our English, Australian... Uh, Italian Native American uh, Native Canadian Panamanian uh, Listeners And we hope you get uh, Our our delight Is ye getting a laugh And other stuff Listening to the show So thank you so much And good luck
This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network.